When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Forever. Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things that happen that you tell us about. And it's a comedy podcast uh, hosted by two friends who've been friends for 14 years. And it's one of those chatty podcasts where, like, if you like the hosts, it's enjoyable. It's not super well-researched, but you know what? Today, actually, it's going to be a little bit better researched. Oh, that's exciting. No, you know what? I'm not starting off with an apology. I'm claiming my space. Yes, that's good. I could not be any more irritating. There's nothing more (laughs) irritating than a person who's worried that they sound irritating. That is the (laughs) most irritating person, right? I think think we should, instead of starting off with an apology, we should demand apologies from our listeners. Yeah. Wherever you are right now, say out loud, I'm sorry. One, two, three... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, great. Anna, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It is. And uh, this summer, we are doing our time told. That's not the phrase. It's age old or time worn. Andrew, we are doing our time told tradition. (laughs) Time told. You know what? Language is made up. It's all made up. Language is made up, and I'm not a phonics teacher, and I'm not a dictionary, so um, I'm not going to apologize for that. I am not a – I'm not Google. I'm not a little (laughs) skateboard. We're doing time-told tradition. On the count of three, say time-told tradition. One, two, three. Time-told tradition. tradition. And then I'm sorry. There you go. (laughs) See, now we're now this is a podcast. It's starting yes. to feel like a podcast. And um, we're making demands. Um, this summer we are taking your special scary personal urban legisodes and using them as our listener campfire tales every Wednesday. Yes, it's happening. It's it's almost legally summer. And today, uh, I'm so excited for this email, Andrew. Oh good. Um this is an email from a listener named Josie. And the subject line, I have to say, I love the subject line. Are you ready? I'm excited. Spooky, parentheses, possible witch, close parentheses, (laughs) house, exclamation. (laughs) Okay, I love this. Okay, and Josie had to send it again um, because she wasn't done writing the email and accidentally hit send. And you know why? Because right now, Andrew, this is something scary that happened this week. It's it's Mercury Retrograde, so... Things are on the fritz. That's okay. Josie, we've all been there. Josie, I'm blaming the god of moving parts. Okay, here we go. (laughs) 
Hi, Anna and Andrew. I love your guys' show and have been listening since practically the beginning. Hearing you guys be chatty and spooked always brightens my day. Since summer is coming up and I saw your Instagram posts about urban legends, it was a perfect opportunity for me to talk about a spooky house that haunted my early childhood. And then she does the emoticon that's a colon and a capital D, which is my favorite one. I live in Indiana and there is no shortage of spooky open fields and creepy houses in the middle of nowhere. But this house was located behind the subdivision I lived in as a kid. We would pass this house every day to and from elementary school. And so we had a bunch of tales about the house. It was your classic looking haunted house with dilapidated sides, sickly white paint peeling off and a crazy overgrown yard. Why do they all look the same? I don't know. It it, it is always white peeling paint, isn't it? Yeah. I did learn from uh, I, I got into a groove of watching YouTube videos from a termite guy who has videos with titles like worst termites I've ever seen and worst dry rot I've ever seen. <laughs> and it was just very soothing to me for some reason. And uh, and he talks about how if one side of the house has no uh, like blockage from the sun, the, the sun will cause paint to peel if you're not. And you, the reason you paint a house is to protect the wood. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Wow. Well. I learned from Mr. Mr. Dryrot. Okay. Um, we never saw anyone leave the house, so we all assumed it was abandoned. The biggest thing was that there was a ghost who would turn on the attic light in the dead of night, and you could see someone staring out the window. Every time we passed the house, I always tried to look in the darkened windows to see to try to see if the house was really abandoned or if a ghost really did haunt the house. If we passed by the house at night, I would always avoid trying to look at the attic window, and I'm pretty sure I had seen the attic light on once. Very spooky. I would often imagine trying to get into the house to see what real what it really looked like and possibly get my whole ass spooked right off. Of course, I'm a worried baby, so I never worked up the courage to try and find a way in. So, Josie, you are not you're not Jason, who's boyfriend oh, of the yes. podcast. Who's investigative. Investigative. No, I relate to this. Yeah. Uh, okay. I decided to do some research on the house when I got older and learned that it has a pretty interesting history. It's called the Nicholson Rand House and was built in 1870. It was later saved by the Historical Society of Indiana in 1997, and there were plans to demolish the house. It was then moved a mile up the road where it still sits now. When you move a house, something ghosty is going to happen. You just have to know this truly it's something ghosty's gonna the house doesn't want that no um i'm sending you a picture okay don't look at it just yet but okay. this is i'm sending you the picture that josie sent with the email which is so exciting that's like when something's <laughs> exotic and exciting uh anna you are aware shaggy and that you're gradually turning into shaggy from scooby-doo because exoiting sounds like something he would say exoiting exoiting yeah yeah, it's because I ate some Cheez-Its, which are very close to Scooby Snacks. Again, I'm very <laughs> concerned that I'm being irritating, and that's no. how you become irritating. I think this you're is doing good. That. I don't, and that's where we diverge. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, moved a, a mile up the road where it sits now. This is where I found out that there was all caps photographic evidence of a ghost taken at the house. <sighs> When I read that, my stomach dropped and looked up the picture of the ghost. Sure enough, the picture was taken while the house was being transported to its new resting spot. Oh. And now, Andrew, do you want to look at the picture? I'm opening it now. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. It fucking sucks so bad. I, oh no. Okay. So this is my experience of seeing this picture. 
First time seeing it small in the iMessage. And my first thought is, this is a charming house. This house would be voiced by Jennifer Coolidge. And in this picture, <laughs> the house is saying like, oh, gosh, I really feel like I'm putting you guys out. Do I have a big ass? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to move my big ass? Oh, God, I knew I just shouldn't live on a road. Um, <laughs> and then to open it, it is a, I mean, can I describe it, Anna? Please. It is a baby Victorian child. It is a little yes. girl with like a yeah. with like a sailor collar. It's got a little black Peter Pan collar, or oh. it's her hair. It looks a little bit like Wendy from Peter yes. Pan if she were a um what are those awful dolls that they have in comic book stores? Um, Annabelle. <laughs> it's Annabelle. <laughs> Annabelle loves comic books. <laughs> what are they called with the big heads? Oh, um, Yo, I keep yo wanting Gabba to say Zanku, but that <laughs> we are, we could not be more uh, geriatric millennials in this moment, Anna. Going somewhere, through. Jason had to stop by the pharmacy, but I think in his car he just screamed the name of what this is, and he hates it. What are they called? Funko Pop, Funko Pop. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, it looks like a Funko Pop doll of Wendy from Peter Pan. It does, um, wow. but it's this big old dusty ass white Victorian house. With like the creepy like scrolling, like the delicate woodwork on yes. an old house. I don't know what they were doing back then. Like, let's put all these teeny tiny wood pieces on a house. Like, it's going to fall apart. What are you doing? I know. It, it also, I know that like the the philosophy behind doing that with churches is it's like this, so God can see it. Like, it's not important for us. But here it's like, who you hope is going to see it? Blue Jays? No. Like um, a saint? Oh, maybe a or saint. Like, a, a priest, a pope, <laughs> best case scenario, pope. Um, and then it's got these like um, pentagon shaped windows that yes. are tiny with little shutters. It's very spooky. The, you see the peeling paint. Josie was not lying. This paint is falling oh. off. And the the windows are boarded up like it's a um, like it's an Aesop uh, toiletry store wow. on Santa Monica Boulevard. That it, is it. They are. It, it's got sort of scared, um, scared wood paneling over it. Oh. Um, and then a bunch of workers who look very much like workers. They've got yeah. helmets on. There's a truck. And this thing is on some kind of like flatbed, but like a massive house sized flatbed. And it's taking up the entire two lane highway. This stresses me out. To it see. looks like, yeah, it looks like they're about to clip a mailbox and knock yes. it over. <laughs> This is, again, in the Jennifer Coolidge Pixar movie, this is a huge house falls in love with a mailbox, and this is the one moment that they get to kiss. Yes, this is it. They're they're not going to – it's like we just saw Indiana Jones together. It's like (laughs) when um, uh, something Allen – what's her name? Karen Allen Allen, kisses John Reese davies (laughs) at the end. Like, she doesn't mean it. She's just excited and saying thank you. Right. Like, it's they're just, not going to end up together. No, it's an expression of affection. Yeah. It's, we're, we're smooching. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. This house. So, Josie says, it would appear that a little girl in a blue dress is watching her as her house is moved to its new location. It's so creepy and made me think back at how many times we as kids talked about the person that would stare out the window. Some oh. articles say that it is just an effect the type of glass has, but I say that's stupid. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Josie. <laughs> you dumbass. It's a ghost. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Idiot. Go to school. 
Um, I say that's stupid. And I would really like to validate that we all saw a ghost kid and had a real haunted house near our neighborhood. As we got older, the house had switched hands. It was painted a really awful yellow color and soon became known as the ugly house instead of the haunted house. Oh my God, that's brutal. Oh yeah, wow. You don't want that. Whenever I get a chance to drive in that area, I always make a note to drive by the haunted house in my childhood. I've attached some photos from Google from the current state of the house now. You can easily look up the house and see the interior, which is actually quite beautiful. Thank you guys so much for the show. I love every episode and really enjoy listening to you. Absolute darlings. Creep it real. Josie, she, oh, them. Oh, Josie, Creep that's it real. good. <laughs> um, that's very good. Yeah, the I'm looking at the yellow picture of the house. I have to say I kind of like it, but I am from both coasts. So I guess <laughs> I just have suspicious taste in general. <laughs> like, I'm like, I like that big yellow house. Um, that's cute. It's like up on a hill with like a wood fence. It just looks nice. I don't know. Yeah, it's a big lawn, which also, you're going to be mowing that. A lot of these kind of Victorian slash gilded era mansions um, were obnoxious colors. Like they were painted that way, which is really funny because we think of them as like old houses as looking classic. But, but you know, so many times when if like if you hear about what old houses look like, it was like bright pink, emerald green. It makes no sense. It's very weird. Um yeah, I, I I stayed at the Lizzie Borden house and it was weird ass colors. I think partially it was because they were just trying to match black and white photos and they had restored it, like the oh, interiors. Yeah. Um, so it didn't matter what the color was because they were just trying to get the um patterns. Gotcha. But anyway, um I looked up the Nicholson Rand house, Andrew, you'll be pleased to know, has its own Wikipedia page. <gasps> what okay. It is a historic house located in Decatur Township, Marion County, Indiana, in Indianapolis. Um, it was moved by Historic Landmarks Foundation of Indiana, half a mile south, to save it from being demolished in 1997 and added to the National Register of Historic Places in 2003. Exciting. Um, it doesn't say anything about the ghost. It just says, like, oh, it's interesting that the house is built out of the same material that the courthouse was built out of, which I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Um, that's not why I'm here, Wikipedia. I'm yeah. here to be like, who is the ghost? Yeah, with the program. Um, and I had looked up like other ghost stories for it, but I found some website that claimed that it was like, um, ghosts of escaped people during the Underground Railroad, but the house was built in 1870, which is not, um, well, the dates don't quite line up. Yeah, let's not rope the Underground Railroad into this, folks. Let's not. Yeah, and then I had looked up like other haunted Indiana scary stories and it was a lot of like underground rail i was like can we just not uh yeah. do that it's already scary i'll say uh, that yeah yeah <laughs> like, we don't yeah, have we, to introduce ghosts into this we don't have to ghost that up okay no it's actually fine um okay so i'm looking at hauntedrooms.com slash indiana slash indianapolis slash haunted places slash nicholson house <laughs> Um, this is an article, The Ghost of the Nicholson House, Indianapolis. This gothic mansion has become a landmark in the state, becoming well-known as one of the most haunted places in Indiana. It started gaining public notoriety in 97 when it was moved. Um, and the reason it was moved, I looked it up, is because the original, the person who had been living there died, and then the new buyer wanted to demolish it to build, like, condos, which is, you are essentially the bad guy from a... Um, like a ski movie, you know? Yes. Like, what are you doing? You got to just have a big old house that will never have central air. If you're buying a big, beautiful house, that's just your house. Right. 
You've bought, yeah, this, this drives me bonkers. Also, nobody wants condos in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. What like, do you think, you, you, you that's think not why you go there. A bunch of cool ants are going to move in and need a place to live? No. No. Ants live on Long Island. We all know this. <laughs> that's where they all are. If you are a, a woman and your sibling or significant other siblings has children, you live on, say it with me, Long, Long Island. Island. Thank, Thank you. you. Sorry. Time told. We got it. <laughs> These are the vocab words for today's podcast. <laughs> um, do, do, do. While in the process of moving the house, one photographer from an Indianapolis newspaper took a picture. The photo many believed captured a picture of a ghost looking out the upstairs window, but no one was inside the house at that time. For years, there have been claims that the house is haunted by a little girl who was killed in an accident near the house. Some say that the house is haunted by the spirit of a, here we go, benign woman. <laughs> Tag yourself. I mean, I, Anna, I think I can safely say that we both identify as benign women. I, <laughs> there are two genders, <laughs> benign women and everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And I actually, as I'm saying that, I said it originally as a joke. I do think that that's true. I, you're right. <laughs> like when people try to say anyone who's not a straight cis man, I'm like, just say any benign woman. <laughs> 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 Covers so many gender identities. <laughs> so it does. <laughs> Holy smokes. We oh did my it. God. We did it. This is like if you are a she, her, but you're not quite sure if you're a they, like me, basically. If you're like, am I a woman? Ask yourself, am I a benign woman? Yeah. And you are. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's more about like, um, like, do you have a lot of comfy pants? Uh, do you have the impulse to bake things for when people come by so that the apartment smells nice and that you can also feed them? <laughs> That's where I'm sort of coming at. Yeah. Do you allow yourself three months of not functioning well because you're tired? Um, you're a benign one. <laughs> a benign um, one. Okay. Okay. Um, unlike old mansions that have ghost stories that have been passed on from one generation to another, the stories which surround the Nicholson mansion only started appearing recently. A former resident of the house was told that it was once used as a boarding house. During its years as a boarding house, a resident hanged himself in one of the bedrooms upstairs. <sighs> There's no proof of this ever happening. There's also a stop that this house was a stop. There's also a story that this house was a stop on the Underground Railroad, but this house was built in the 1870s. Stop that. Wait, are we talking what about a you... different Underground Railroad? Like, did someone did someone take that name and use it for something else? Are we talking about the subway? What's happening? What is going on? Get out of here. Um, there have been many paranormal investigations conducted in the house, and most have been... De- detected most have detected and documented paranormal events andrew i'm gonna go on a limb here i'm gonna say something controversial mm-hmm. i feel like haunted rooms.com slash indiana slash indianapolis slash haunted places slash nicholson house is um not uh not great I'm not gonna, the I'm most say, yeah <laughs> exhausted study yeah and i'm um, you know i'm sensing a bias in this article <laughs> i am too Wow. Wait, what buyers are you sensing? Um, that it's ghost. That it's ghost. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Like there is literally no incontrovertible proof that uh, ghosts exist, and they're like, "Yep, yeah, literally anyone who went in there with a little radio found a ghost." <laughs> Everyone's um, a benign woman. They said those exact words. Everyone's even spelled benign the same way. Oh my god. Okay. Well, this one might be fun. Okay. This is a, a list of. Uh, most haunted hotels in Indiana. If it was indeed a boarding house, we'll honor it by reading these. This is um, French Lick Springs Hotel in, you guessed it, French Lick. French Lick. Excuse this, me? I, I'm 
I, I spent a large part of my childhood in New Hampshire. French lick sounds like a type of ice cream cone you'd get, but it's like a licorice shell. Like there's something really wrong with it for kids. Absolutely. It's like, oh, there's like alcohol in this. You can't. <laughs> No, it's not for kids. It's filled with scalding rum? Why would that? (laughs) It's not on fire when you start eating it, but as you eat it, it slowly becomes on fire. Okay. According to the locals, the French Lick Springs Hotel Resort is haunted by its former owner, Mr. Say it with me, Thomas Taggart. Okay, Tom Tag. Tom Tag. He apparently hangs out near the service elevator and is usually accompanied by the smell of tobacco. Some say when the hotel is particularly busy, he will help out by operating the service elevator. There are also a helpful ghost. Excuse me. That's it. nice. My, you know, my mom is from Indiana, and I think she's she'd be really proud to know that all these ghosts are seemingly helpful and benign. Yes. So, so far, let's say, let's categorize it. Is this ghost a good roommate or not? So far, this ghost has got one for one. We, he smokes yeah. indoors. Not good. But he's helpful. Yeah, I hate to say it, but that combination, I know I know people get upset, but it is Pride Month. That combination is hot to me. <laughs> Confident enough to smoke indoors, but sweet. Yeah, like that's a huge oh, inconvenience yeah. and impacts my health, but also, I don't know. If you're helpful, if you can if you can fix an elevator, uh, I'll take what I can. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. Okay, so so far it's one for one. Okay. Here comes more information. There are also a handful of reports that he has appeared in the ballroom riding a horse. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is... Um, things have I, taken a turn. Things have taken a turn. I have to say, this is puts him in the bad roommate category. Yeah. Like, it's funny to tell people later, but... Ladies, man. you know when you invite your boyfriend to a ball and he comes in on a horse? And then you're like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gay. Oh, um. <laughs> well, anyway. Okay, cool. Um, he is by no means the only spirit that has taken permanent residence there. Housekeeping staff say that in one particular room, there is a red stain which keeps appearing in the bathtub where a jilted bride committed suicide. Um, I love to call housekeeping and be like, hi, sorry, could someone come clean my room? There's just the stain. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's ghost blood. <laughs> and you still have to pay for the room same as if it wasn't there. Oh, they're like, oh, no, no, that's that's just the dead brides. And then you're like, I just want- oh, right. Oh, okay. Um, can I get a different room? And you're like, no. <laughs> the staff also say that the entire sixth floor of the building seems to be rife with strange shadows, cold spots, sudden rushes of air, phantom footsteps, and disembodied laughter. The front desk also say that the frequently they frequently receive strange calls from rooms that they know are not unoccupied. Ah! Oh. Scary. Scary. Um, and okay, here we go. We got the Rhodes Hotel, okay. which is absolutely terrifying. I have to send you a picture. Okay, I can't wait. Oh, scary. It, it's also, it's a picture that was taken at night with like, it looks like when you take a picture from far away with flash on at night. And oh. it just is the overexposed. It's really upsetting. I'm actually sorry that I sent it to you because we are friends. Oh no, I sent it to the wrong people. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, wrong person. <laughs> I really hope. I hope you sent it to Lil Wait, Nas X. That's my hope. I, I absolutely did not, but I could send it. I sent it to the people I'm producing an animated <laughs> pilot with. And 
I have a scary story podcast. <laughs> and the idea I... of getting, if I was not who I am and I received this from a coworker, <laughs> I would be like, oh, I guess my coworker is going to kill someone in that house. <laughs> Okay, good. They responded. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Wait, can you see the picture? I can, yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. I just left my body. I didn't hear if you were reacting to that picture specifically oh, yeah. no, or just looks, the idea. This looks like it this looks like you um are carrying a machete. <laughs> You're standing outside of a residential home and you take a picture of it as a trophy for yourself to enjoy later. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, yeah. this looks like if you live in that house and you got this picture printed out in a envelope on your porch you'd be like well yeah as a man is gonna kill me (laughs) so this is the Rhodes hotel in atlanta atlanta excuse me i said indiana is there an atlanta in indiana maybe i mean am i stupid it's a pretty standard name i guess but what a bold move for a midwest there is a place in india yes uh wow and we all learned something today this is good okay it is believed that Abraham Kaufman built Rhodes Hotel back in 1893 when it was a layover stop for the railroad. Wait, am I stupid? What? Are they talking about the Underground Railroad or just a railroad? I think it has to be a, a regular Okay, railroad. I was like, was there still, did I just like not go to fourth through eighth grade and not know that the Underground Railroad <laughs> continued? I think, I I don't know. I can't oh, speak no. with authority on it, unfortunately. I'm a product of the Florida public school system. Yeah, um, I... Yes. Okay. Early to mid 19th century. No, this is come on. Come on. Haunted rooms.com slash Indiana slash haunted places slash haunted hotels. (laughs) Layover stop for the regular railroad. It is said to be one of Indiana's most haunted accommodations with multiple ghosts calling at home. Some of the sightings from guests include men, women and children. Okay. Give me more though. I know that's like saying, (sighs) you know, this ghost, this ghost is home to a spirit. It's like, well, that's pissing me off. It says it is usual for people to hear disembodied voices and phantom footsteps. There are also reports of lights turning on and off and also of doors opening or closing by themselves. Yeah. AKA a ghost. Right. Please. The only thing scary about that is the picture, which we should, we should post a slideshow of these. These are, I can't get, who would voice this house, Anna? This house. Oh, am I seeing instantly like John Voight? Yeah. Like someone delicate, but gruff. This John Voight would voice this house in like a pure flicks movie, you know, the Christian Netflix. Oh my God. Yeah. And it would be That's like, perfect. yeah, it would be like in this house we say grace and he would be the house. Yeah. This yeah. would be like super low budget. So the actors are shiny in every shot because they just paid the makeup girl to come there in the morning and then go the hell home. Right. But then it would also like Rihanna would be a voice and you'd be like, what? how did they get Rihanna? <laughs> Rihanna needs a new agent. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) She should do more VO stuff. Where is she? (laughs) Okay. Uh, This is the Barbie Hotel in Warsaw. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe you're wondering, is Barbie spelled like the doll? I would say no. It is spelled B-A-R-B-E-E, which is a very funny way to imagine someone spelling Barbie doll. That is not (laughs) where I thought that spelling was going to go. That's where it went. That upsets me to my core. Yes. Um, the Barbie Hotel in Warsaw is best known for some of the most famous guests it has welcomed throughout the years. Yes, that is what something would be best known for. Mm-hmm. In the early 1890s, it was known to be a regular hangout for none other than Al Capone. 
It is hardly surprising then that there are rumors of the ghosts of various gangsters still residing in the hotel today. One of the most common reports relates to the legend that a gangster's girlfriend was murdered in one of the rooms. Many guests of the hotel say they can hear disembodied screams and have experienced cold spots. Again, that's what a ghost is. Yeah. Um, that's, I, here's the thing. I have mixed feelings about gangster ghosts. One, oh, tell me. So scary because dangerous, um, loose morals, you know, like just uh, murderous, the, the, all those things. But then also, I've been watching The Sopranos a lot, as I as we talked about. But on the not scary side, I just think of a gangster in like oh in like a too small white tea and suspenders, eating like a big plate of eggplant something or other. And, yeah, and being like, I feel like nobody likes me. And then I'm sort of like, well, because <laughs> we grew up with The Sopranos. The Sopranos for us was not a subversion of the trope. It was the trope. Yes. So we think of gangsters as being like, you know, the chronic. Uh, acute anxiety disorder right. and depression. Emotional. We don't think of them as tongue. Yeah, we think of them as eating cold cuts with the fridge open. <laughs> exactly. That, I yeah, know. That I never thought of that. That is, this that, is that is like the standard that I think of with gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, like the thing with like Al Capone and like I guess being from the East Coast, what I know about like like all of my grandparents and like older Jewish relatives, like who sort of look like Al Capone. It's like those guys are all like five foot two. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I get that they have Tommy Gun and like whatever, but it's just how afraid am I of this like pear shaped man? Is not no. I don't know. It also feels like if if we were in like a chase and they were running after me, they'd have a heart attack. Like yes. that I feel the case. Yeah. Um. So I went on the lineup dot com okay. to find this next story, um, which. It's pretty interesting. It's called The Story Inn. Um, this is an article by Gary Sweeney called The Haunting at the Story Inn, This Tale of the Blue Lady. Oh. If you were to drive along South State Road in Nashville, Indiana. Again, another Nash- another city that's not only in that state. Indiana is like that friend who's like, my baby's name is Sandra Bullock. And you're like, oh, like the actor? And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like- I wish one of our friends would name their baby first name, last name <laughs> as their first and middle name of their only baby. Yes. Um, Nashville, Indiana and pass the story in. You probably wouldn't give it a second look with its rustic appearance. The small building looks like an antique shop, but there's a special room at the story Inn, just above the general store. It has three windows, a private deck overlooking the garden, a queen size bed and a large bathroom with a clawfoot tub. It's also haunted by a specter known as the Blue Lady. According to one legend, this village of Story was founded by physician George Story in 1851. <laughs> Hello. Hi. This Thank is me. You. That's the name of the town and also the, the building. George Story. Done. Uh, it was a small, sparsely populated farming town with a few main buildings and local businesses. When the railroads and highways were built, Story dwindled into obscurity. Then, when the Great Depression took hold and most jobs were lost, it transformed into a near ghost town. Only a handful of people remained. But in the late 1970s, a local couple purchased the general store and jump-started Story's revitalization. Uh, the couple added the Story Inn bed and breakfast to the store and ran it successfully for 15 years, eventually purchasing the additional 23 acres of town along the way. The couple then sold the property to an attorney named Rick Hofstetter. Sounds familiar. Rick Hofstetter. 
Patrick Hofstetter. Oh, he is dead. <laughs> oh, that, that that name sounds familiar. Are they dead? <laughs> He's dead. That's why we know. In 2003, Hofstetter moved to Story. Since then, Hofstetter has been flooded with tales of the inn's paranormal activity. Though he initially brushed them off, the claims could no longer be ignored when Hofstetter combed through old guest books and discovered identical accounts of ghostly happenings that were decades apart. Oh no, I hate when the scary article has a picture with no warning. I wasn't expecting to look at a picture of a ghost. Oh no. Okay. According to ghosts who stay in the particular room above the store, the ghost of a woman appears by the bed in the mirror ah, or as a reflection in the window. Ah, if the blue light on the nightstand is turned on. Well, um. <laughs> well, they say if you hold a doll kind of far from a window <laughs> at night, you'll see the reflection of a woman who's so hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, others have insisted that the blue lady will materialize without provocation. It's not only the bedside light that's earned her the blue lady moniker. Her eyes are supposedly icy blue. Okay. And she has a habit of leaving behind blue colored ribbons in her wake. That's nice. This next paragraph is scary and gave me genuine chills. Here we go. Sometimes clad in a white flowing gown, she wanders the room as if no one else is there. Other times she will acknowledge the guests. The smell of cherry tobacco is said to pervade the air after she makes an appearance, which has led many to believe that she is Jane Story, wife of the village founder. Apparently, Mrs. Story had a strong preference for cherry tobacco. Okay. Okay, we've all smoked cloves before. Cherry tobacco. Wow. Yeah, Rich Hofstetter, or Rick Hofstetter, who bought it, he passed away two years ago, but he he turned it around. He was the public face of the town for a while. Oh. Um, this is an article from therepublic.com. He won, or he competed in the annual village idiot competition which is very cute that yeah my uh my great-grandfather did that too i think that's a really fun, yeah i've never heard of this yeah i think he um it was a thing i think in the, and this is also in indiana this is wild um it was if you oh. ran for mayor and lost you'd be like <laughs> the like the village fool and oh. it was like a fun good-natured thing though <laughs> and he lost <laughs> He lost and he wore um, like a house dress and carried the winter mare around in a wheelbarrow all day. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Isn't that kind of fun? Oh my God. I mean, this is the great grandfather who grew up in the circus. So I think that also, he was sort of like, Andrew, let's just do it. Yeah. We need a whole podcast episode d- dedicated to your amazing elderly relatives. Yeah. Leroy Johnson. I'll tell you. Oh my God. King. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Now I need to look up village idiot competition. <laughs> yeah, Indiana's um, funny. They they do like Queen of the May out there and Yes, that's yeah. right. Right. It's a this big This is thing. cute. A lot of festivals. Oh, this is really cute. I guess yeah, there's just not a lot of people, so you gotta you gotta have fun. Yeah. Lean into it. Um, um but Rick's son is, has taken over the inn. Um, he and his wife are working on it now. That's so sweet. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I've been very charmed by these Indiana ghosts. I'll say I have too. Josie, thank you so much for leading us down this delightful rabbit hole. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want to know why Rick won the village idiot competition? Oh, please, please. He owns a restaurant. Um, and someone asked him for a gin and tonic and Rick said, how do I make that? <laughs> 
And then the reporter said, what's on that ham and cheese to Rick? And Hofstetter said, I don't make mixed drinks. It's oh a king. Oh my gosh. This what man a is a king. We love him. This is lovely. Our love goes to Story, Indiana. Yeah. If you're from Story, Indiana, let us know. We're big fans already. Also, there's somebody, <laughs> a woman named Danny Ham, who works at the bartender. Oh. And she was the 10th idiot having won the award in 2010. Danny Ham. That is Danny the Hamm. best name I've ever heard. If you are Danny Ham, please get in touch. <laughs> what was the name that you said James Anderson, the comedy writer, came up with? Oh, here we go. I texted Bowen and Allison last night. Beginnings Chang. <laughs> Tanya Releasings. <laughs> Myron Beliefs. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> and this was a, um, a sketch that Bowen and James wrote for an at-home show that was not produced. And I don't know why, but it was Cecily says, Hi, I'm Andrea Evans Goals. And Bowen says, And I'm Obi Peterskin. <laughs> and Obi Peterskin almost killed me. Oh. When I heard it. Get him the Mark Twain Prize right now. The ability to come up with good names. And Danny Ham, I mean, I'll give you a Mark Twain Prize too. Everybody get one. Also, <laughs> just as a follow-up to the people that I accidentally sent a picture of a haunted house to, apropos of absolutely nothing in the middle of the <laughs> casting discussion, they sent back, a JC sent back a picture of the woman from the haunted house story, the rotted oh, out face. That's From good. Scary Stories to Tell in the Park. Wow. Um, I said Scary Stories to Tell in the Park. I'm not doing okay. <laughs> it's cool. I have damaged my brain. <laughs> and that's allowed. That's allowed. Thank you. Um, Andrew, this went nice and long. I'm glad. I think that some of these, sometimes these summer ones are a little, are a little lazy, which I love. A little lazy daisy. Yeah. Um, um, Anna, thank you so much for sharing this and for all this great Indiana and ghost research. Thank you um, to Josie for getting us down this rabbit hole. Yes. Um, our best to you. We hope you see a ghost if you want to. And not if you don't. <laughs> and not if you don't. And that's all I can wish. Um, and hey, if you enjoyed listening to the podcast today and you're new, well, welcome. We're thrilled that you made it this far. Uh, Freaking welcome. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at scarystory underscore pod. You can email us at scarystorypod at gmail.com. That's scarystorypod at gmail.com. Um, with your scary stories. You should do it. We'd love it. Join the club with Josie. Um, it's This is like one of my favorite times of year because of the stories you send us. Yeah. And, um, take some time to enjoy, if you can, enjoy a little bit of the summeriness. Or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, enjoy the getting colder. I'm sorry. <laughs> It'll be warm for you guys at some point. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry to be such a bitch. But regardless of what hemisphere you're on, one thing you can do for us. Get out. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. 
And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. <laughs>